Hey, what's up, guys? This is your girl, Coco, and I want to welcome you all to another episode of Kikian with Coco. If you are new to the show, let me tell you a little bit about it. It's about life in general with an emphasis on relationships. I have my friends, family, or guests come on the show, and we kiki about whatever the topic is for the, for the day. So today I have with me some fellow podcasters. Their podcast is called The Way with Jazz and Tay. Jazz and Tay, y'all want to go ahead and say what's up and just introduce yourselves. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Hi, I'm Jazz. I am Jazz from Jazz and Tay. I'm the way with Jazz and Tay. Hi, I'm Shantae, and I am Tay from The Way with Jazz and Tay. And thank you so much for having us on. We're really excited to have a conversation with you. Yes, we are. Yes, I'm definitely excited. I think it's like in this realm of like, trying to get out there like having other podcasters on I think is important um just so like not only am I possibly presenting myself to your audience but you guys are presenting yourself to my audience as well so I definitely appreciate you guys coming on the show so now that we have the introductions out of the way we're going to go ahead and get into the drink with cocoa and this was recommended by Jazz is Chris Jen with sparkling lemonade. So how did you come across this drink? <laughs> it's actually funny. So I work in like, I do promotional modeling every so often. And a lot of the times I end up working events that are surrounding like liquor, you know, <laughs> trying to push certain, certain brands of like whiskeys, gins, all that kind of stuff. And I worked this event that had this Empress gin there and mm-hmm. they had this entire like booklet full of just all kinds of fun pretty cocktails and I saw gin and I saw lemonade and I love lemonade I'm a big lemonade girl <laughs> so I was like okay well let me see what this is about and the way that they made it and presented it it was just so pretty it's like the it's it's a mixture of like the really pretty purple Empress gin mm-hmm. and then they mix it with like some sparkling you know like soda water tonic and then you add the lemonade in it. And I don't know what it is, but it's like the the acid in the juice or like the citrus stuff in the mm-hmm. lemonade reacts with the gin and it yeah. makes it yeah. like a pink or like a fuchsia color. Mm-hmm. So it's like a really pretty ombre kind of like <laughs> lemonade gin drink. And just, it screamed my name. It had me all, like it had me all over it. And it was actually very delicious. Like it's really good. So I've only been drinking that since about June. That was when I discovered it. And it was perfect for the summertime. too. I can imagine. Funny enough, like gin, it just tastes gross by itself. But then but when you mix it with like tonic water or, you know, things like that, it's just like it may it. It's almost like you can't even tell it's gin in the drink. Exactly. It's almost refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. And, that was, and that's what it was too. Is like no when when we were at this event, people were like golfing and it was hot. It was so hot. So people were hesitant to even really be drinking. You know, they're like, Can you can we get some water? Like yeah. it is hot. But but the gin and tonics, you know, as they were seeing it, you know, you you put the ice in it, it's bubbly and like it looks like it's a refreshing drink. So people really were like, you know, actually I will take one. Like, you know, let me just sip this down a little bit. And it did it did kind of, you know, the gin flavor totally can hide. It hides and all that stuff. Definitely, it definitely does. So it gin understands the assignment when it yep. comes to with other drinks. <laughs> <laughs> by itself by itself you you fail you misunderstood yeah it's not good at all 
But <laughs> now that we got the drink going, and so you guys definitely try these drinks out if you can. And so that's Empress Gin with Sparkling Lemonade. And if you do, you know, post it on social media and hashtag drink with cocoa at Kikan with cocoa. It would be appreciated. So Okay, like I said, now that we got the drink with cocoa, now we're going to get into the word on the street. So I saw this, um, I saw this topic, I guess you want to say on like the shade room or something. Mm -hmm. And basically, it was this 55 year old man that married his 18 year old goddaughter. And his name is Mike Hagabook. And that's a weird name, but. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) That's fitting, right? Like that's fitting. Yeah, but like when I first, the first time I saw this, it was actually said that he was dating the mom and then married her 18-year-old daughter. So the story has changed a bit from when it first came out and said, and and now it's saying like it's his goddaughter. Um, I think that is super inappropriate and it makes me like it just drives home the concept that you can't bring everybody around your kids like thank you and if this was her godfather that means he's known this girl since she was a her entire life, her entire life yeah. and just preyed on her you know you know what that screams to me you know that whole woody allen situation yes. Yes. It's, it's very reminiscent of that and just very like you said predatory Mm-hmm. Like you've watched, you imagine the grooming that probably to took, say, took yeah. place. He probably groomed her for. Yeah. Cause I'm like, what is the circumstance of their marriage? Like, is it, you know, like a consensual, like, is she in it? Is she all in for it? Or you was know, it like yeah. something that she was forced into. Right. We would assume kind of forced into if she's been groomed, but and I'm then just like, kind of like, what, what's the, the mindset there? And then if it's true that he was dating the mother beforehand, like, were you just dating the mom to, to be to able the, to like stay around so that you could get to the daughter? Yeah, what came like, first? yeah. And then as a mom, oh, I'm, ooh, I'm, I'm fighting. fighting. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, <with> your ass, <laughs> yeah, sir. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I think it's super inappropriate um, when situations like this happen. And I don't know like what kind of trauma the I, I feel like the, the mother in this situation has had to have gone through some type of trauma in her life to allow this to have happened to her own right. child. Right. Um, so I definitely sympathize with them and, you know, just feel like we definitely need to watch our children and be mindful of the people that we bring them around because not everyone needs your children will. Oh, you know, I really appreciate that you said that. I, I think that in when these conversations or these top topics come up, we don't really focus on like the root mm-hmm. of why something like this could happen. And you mentioning that the mom probably had some kind of like other traumas of to allow this to happen. You're absolutely right. Cause like, I mean, even for her to get into this relationship with this type of man, mm-hmm. like, the signs, you know, the red flags had to have been waving from the jump, like, you right. know, like this, oh, yeah. yeah. And that is something that a lot of people don't often think about. They just think about the, you know, the victim and the aggressor, yeah. but necessarily like, well, what happened for them to get? Yeah. How did we get here? Right. And I also know like a lot of parents become very protective over their children from situations that they've been in. 
Like I remember my grandmother and I mean, of course, you don't know what happened, what has happened to people in their lives, like because they don't talk about those types of things. But I know in the black community, it's like, you know, things happen and people just sweep it under the rug. And so my grandmother, it was always a big thing to her, like we not be around men all the time. Like even my own dad, she wouldn't allow me to sit in his lap after a certain age, you know. And so to to have someone that protected me like that is just like, did you not see the signs? You know, was this like a surprise to you when this happened or, you know? Yeah, my grandma did that same thing. She 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 grew up in the dirty south, like Miss Meridian, Mississippi. Mississippi, yeah. You know? Yeah, she grew up over there and she was up visiting one time when I was like in I think I was like in 5th grade or so, you know, I was still pretty young. Yeah. And then my my oldest brother was visiting too. And we're there's a big age gap. There's at least like 18 years difference. Oh, yeah, super big. You know, there's a there's a big age gap there. Mm-hmm. And um and like we were going over like music or something. He's a musical guy. And like, we were just hanging out, you know, we were singing, you know, we were singing like Puff the Magic Dragon or something. And it was late. It was late at night, you know, mm-hmm. and grandma kept checking on us every so often. And yeah. then at one point was finally like, you know, this don't look, this don't look right. This don't, I don't I think it's time to go to bed, you know, like good night, like, you know, all this stuff. And mm-hmm. as a kid, I was like, like even me and my brother at the time were just kind of like confused and he was like laughing because he was like grandma yeah this is my sister like grandma yeah. and I didn't I didn't really get it at the time but looking back on that experience and what I know now I was like okay so grandma definitely like peep she peeped something that wasn't necessarily comfortable because again that protective energy right right in mm-hmm. who knows what grandma has seen and been through and what grandma knows right but yeah I'm mm. That's, that's very true they don't talk about it my mom I know my mom's never really talked to me about trauma that she's been through I know for I know that yeah I know <laughs> my mom hasn't either but um I know a lot of her actions or means of being protective are because certain things happened in her. yep absolutely mm-hmm. like I wasn't like you know how at a certain age you can like stay at home by yourself and I think that like state laws, maybe somewhere around 12, you can start staying at home by yourself. But like, even when I was of age, like I still had to stay with my grandma because it was just like, you know, you you just never know what could happen. Like right. my mother trying to avoid teen, teen pregnancy, you know, right. something happening in, in our home, like while she wasn't there. So I definitely get it at the time. It's just like, why can't I just stay here by myself? But like, right, right. <laughs> like, but there's nothing to worry about. Like, what do you know that I don't know? Right. But like you said, just being older and knowing more about the world, like it makes complete sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I know um, some people like let their kids stay at home overnight by themselves. I'm like, nah. Nah, that would never happen in my house. I, it's funny that you say that because I just recently listened to a true crime pro- podcast that mm-hmm. was basically just like that. You know, they were like, you know, she had only recently started letting her daughter stay at home for a few hours by herself. And like their nearest neighbors were like miles away, like, you know, just not thinking anything of it. And then like one, the one time she, you know, went to like a four hour you know absence or whatever comes home the daughter's gone there's no sign of her nobody knows what happened it's still like an unsolved case you know just the one time and she was just by herself 
you know mm, yeah that's crazy um well I mean I lived in Chicago so I we was right next to each other like I don't even think a good good foot was in between the houses but <laughs> but um yeah it was still death like I know neighbors would be looking out for our houses and stuff like that just to you know and they they be snitching sometimes and I just be like what's the purpose what was the purpose? <laughs> right but um all, all just for the safety of us just to make sure we were good um so I definitely hope that I'm I'm not going to wish bad on these people but in the same token I just hope that like you said that he's probably groomed this girl to be who she is to him and I just hope at some point, like, she wakes up and realizes, like, maybe she was manipulated into this situation. Yeah. Well, yeah. I hope, you know, it's gotten a lot of attention. So I hope maybe even, you know, because of this even being brought to the national level, yeah. maybe people have, you know, started to reach out and, like, offer some kind of, like, counseling or something. Like, maybe, hopefully, something good can come from just this even making national news. Yeah, for sure. And so, like, the next topic, I wanted it to be light because I knew that topic wasn't that light. Yeah. <laughs> and that was kind of where it took me a while to, like, find topics because I'm just like, I want something light, something we can kind of laugh about. And yeah. so uh, everybody was like, it was kind of like a big secret when Danny Lee and the baby first started dating. Like, you would see them together, kind of, but they weren't confirming that they were together. Then it was just kind of like, oh, they're broken up, you know, whatever. And then it was like, oh, we think she's pregnant, you know, and then bam, she's pregnant. And it's just like... I remember I posted something where I was like, y'all mark my words. Danny Lee is definitely like pregnant. I was doing like some real right. FBI research. I was like, something isn't right. And I had people photos, be like, y'all. you're just, you know, you're just body shaming. You know, people can put on, you know, whatever. And I was like, no, this is no. different. I was like, and then sure enough, I was right. And I was like, no, she was like, uh, she was like slimming her photos. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you can just tell the difference. There was like one photo that she posted and it was very obvious, obvious. that she was pregnant. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I'm sorry, that's not bloating that's right not, I just ate a meal that's <laughs> that's a baby we know what she looks like not pregnant and right I just like hmm is she gonna say anything and she really was I kind of thought it was interesting that she held off for so long before she was like yeah I'm pregnant and then like really kind of went radio silent and then had the baby yeah I think like, it I think it could have been also like just knowing how the media can be because I think for a minute when her and the baby first got together, he was still with his other baby mama. Yes. Like, so. I, I think the baby is, I think he's with his baby mama. Like, I think always. she's always, <laughs> yeah, I think she's always yeah. there. Yeah. And I, because and I, they just, they recently had like, they have like multiple kids together too. And they yeah. had one not that long ago. Like, so I think they're definitely like an, an item, but you know, she just knows what comes with the territory comes with the territory and right. it is what it is. Like, mm -hmm. That's what, that's really how I think of it because they asked her too about it. Like, you know, what's up with her and this and that and the other. And like, she said something about like, you can't take what's not 
I don't know. I don't know what, something weird along those lines of like, yeah, I know it is what it is or whatever, but like, he's still coming home. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like she seemed very unbothered by it. Mm -hmm. Maybe they were in a situation that, I think that's another thing is that like, we don't know like what these people's situations That's very true. We really don't know. All we see is what we see portrayed it by shade room or media or whatever and so it's like they could have been in a whole polyamorous relationship open relationship whatever mm-hmm. and we're just looking at it like oh you know danny lee is over here home wrecking and she's over here okay with it and the baby mama seems okay with it too and i'm like if everybody's okay with it it sounds like there was an agreement man. mind the business that minds you like that's I don't know. <laughs> all in this together yeah sister wife stuff and that's fine i feel like she was also trying to do the like Kylie Jenner thing mm-hmm. and like keep it a secret hoping that like it would generate like you know it generated some buzz you know and mm-hmm. and she what like the baby unfortunately made some comments recently that have really damaged his yeah. career and yeah. image but like <laughs> up until that point he was like on the top of the world you know he was hot you know mm-hmm. you couldn't you couldn't turn anywhere without somebody singing the baby or hearing a song of his or whatever so like yeah her her being connected to him I'm sure was like a great way to her to boost her like you know following star status whatever mm-hmm. and then she started making some like dumb comments that whole yellow bone thing I was thinking that too <laughs> uh, she started making all this dumb you know like so that wasn't helping her and then baby really wasn't even there for her in the, in that you know like he wasn't right. even really like around there for her supporting supporting her I don't know if you guys remember like when they broke up everybody was like all confused about it and she came out and like it kind of sounded like she was alluding to the fact that he might have been abusive um Mm. I don't think I that's why he had no parts in like the whole pregnancy or like why he's not really been around yeah but then so she did recently like post something, you know, a story asking people to ask her questions and people okay. were asking her like, how was her pregnancy? And she was like, you know, I had an epidural. It was six pushes and a baby was out. Me and my BD were literally in the delivery room just laughing it up, you know, whatever. So I think he has been around. It's just yeah. not publicized. Public, yeah. 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 Me and my yeah. BD. See, and I wonder too if that is a part of like again speculation here and this mm-hmm. is my theory about baby's relationship like what if that was a part of like their ag- agreement as a partnership or whatever you know like okay so we're already here you've now gotten some other you know female pregnant you're gonna have a baby I'm not gonna have you stay here and just be all out in the public eye like happy couple like new new parents expecting it like you know and right. I feel like that could be part of it to where it's like you do what you need to do and yes, you're going to be a present father, but I'm not going to have you continue yeah. to embarrass me. <laughs> like- <laughs> definitely. I definitely, but then you bring it, jumping, jumping topics a little bit, but <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. You even bringing up the whole part about him being abusive would mm-hmm. make sense as to why he would probably side with Tory Lanez in the Megan uh, Stallion case, you know? I just think that, like you mentioned, he's made a lot of decisions within this past year that have probably brought his career status down a bit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I think it's very interesting. Like um, Jasmine was saying, like there were comments made that like hurt his image. And I'm like, it's very interesting that 
there's anything that can really hurt his image because I feel like his image there's not really an image right. it's kind of like he has kind of like a like to me he's already got a like a bad boy rep like right. that's really yeah. who he is and who he's made himself out to be mm-hmm. and I'm like everything that happened is even more like damning but like on brand right like yeah. oh well that's just that's the baby <laughs> yeah, like, like, okay it's like he's punching folks yeah he's, like uh, yeah punching fans at yeah. the concerts that they paid to see you at mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, like the whole comments that he was making about the lgbtq plus community like mm-hmm. i don't necessarily think that hurt his image because i mean our I would say the majority of his audience is probably not LGBTQ, you know what I'm saying? So it's really not going to hurt him per se, as far as like his listenership, it just may affect how he interacts as far as like getting um, endorsements or performance engagements because companies don't want to associate themselves with him. Yep. And that's exactly yeah. what like his attitude was around it too. He mm-hmm. was like, y'all really like, he was literally like laughing, holding up money and stuff or whatever, like, or just like counting money. He's like, y'all really think I'm bothered by this? Like, no, yeah. <laughs> I said what I said. And I am yeah. sending 10 toes down on it. Like, yeah. Yeah. okay. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely, like you said, I think that was part of the arrangement with his baby mama that, you know, you be a father to your child, but you know, just, just do what you got to do, but it's not going to be in a public eye. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, I think it's unfortunate that she kind of ended up in that situation. And I know we all grown, we all make our own decisions, but uh-huh. in the same token, like nobody gets pregnant by someone to kind of just be left as a single parent, regardless of what she thought the situation was. No, that's a very valid, very, very valid point. Yeah. Which is probably why she went radio silent to deal with her own emotions and feelings during that time. Well, didn't I remember seeing something too about like the internet was trying to throw shade on her as the internet often does. And it was right around the time that she did have the baby. And I think she was, we were talking about it because she looked like she was kind of going through it. And like the, the baby, the baby wasn't really around. Yeah. Like she was posting and doing all this like mom stuff. And we're like, did she not have much help? Like she looked, you know, tired and all this stuff. Yeah. Like, is she okay? Like, is she doing like where's where's the baby at? Like, okay. come on. Out here making somebody else. Else, mad. right. He's probably got other yeah. babies on the way, let's be real. So she also did post that she has not had any time apart from her child since she's had the baby. Um uh, she is the sole caretaker so yeah and that's another sad thing like especially especially because her career was just jumping off too right yeah and when they split she was like yeah I'm ready to drop this album and I'm like now that's all on pause and you're the main again you're the main caregiver for your child like when is that gonna be something that you can actually do again yeah look papa bear nikki's baby is a whole year old and she still has it put we haven't even gotten a single we just got features yeah yeah like, <laughs> nikki minaj is a feature queen yeah that she is but <laughs> nikki minaj could definitely hire people to take care of her baby if right. she that is very true oh, that okay. is very true okay and i mean that husband don't work so i mean he's there exactly he's <laughs> home dad like mr kenneth 
yeah he could stay he needs to stay he needs to be a stay at home father and a stay inside father and, and stay just stay media. on the stay on the compound right. sir right just, don't be messaging don't, nobody don't say anything right <laughs> you're the you're the help yeah right <laughs> it can cost him as money yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> She, Nikki said, that's her man, and she going to stick beside him now, you know? I'm going to stick beside him. <laughs> I'm going to stick beside him. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, like you said, Danny Lee's career was just starting to pop off, so maybe she just don't have the means to, to hire someone. Or it could just be, like, she just wants to be a mom right now. That is true. She could off. just be, yeah, bonding, taking that time, you know? I don't know how Dominicans do it, but I'm sure it's their support system is all about I mean I feel like you know in those types of yeah yeah yeah, those types of like cultures they're very very family oriented and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff so I'm sure this time is probably just all about you know bonding and and everything like that you know right so I mean more to come on you know what it is she's gonna do because I would I mean she was still recording while she was pregnant she did post videos in the studio and stuff so maybe it's just taking longer to complete the project but maybe she's still working on it I'd be interested to know she definitely needs to be making some songs about this situation Right. right. I was like, say, it might have to be a whole new album at this if point. If it sounds like anything about yellow bone is what do you want or whatever. I heck, think I don't want anything that sounds like that. I think it's kind of comical that she <laughs> put that song out and then we broke up like weeks later. And I was just like, wow, is it what he wants? <laughs> I, mean, I thought the same thing like, oh, that's what he wants, huh? But he gone. Right. 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 It don't seem that way. He just wanted a taste. You know? Right. He yeah. just wanted something ex- different. <laughs> had to explore mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it got him in the situation so now he had to run <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> um, yeah I definitely hope that this situation works out for Danny Lee um I hope that her career can still be something after this situation because I and but honestly I do think it will be because you know like back in the 90s they wanted people to exude you know, singleness and I'm having fun and I'm young. But now with the invention of like social media and things, you can see people's personal lives and people are more drawn to like what your story is. And so yeah. maybe this would definitely like help boost her career as well. Yeah. I think she also is like, we got to, I don't know how old she is, but I know she's young. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too, is that like, you know, she's still young. So there is still a lot of time for her to have her, you know, build up and break through and stuff. And with like the some of the ignorant stuff that, like you know, she she said and all of that, I just feel like that comes with, you know, time and growth and mm-hmm. like ex- life experience. Yeah. So if, if anything, yes, like you're saying, the album will hopefully be about this experience. I think she's definitely going to have good content if that's the case. Yeah. She needs to get some <laughs> walk. I can't wait to hear what happens. I was just going to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for that to drop. Right. I want to hear Sierra's prayer so bad. Please. Yes. <laughs> yes, I want to hear the prayer too. But um, we kind of talked about this in last week's episode. But I do think it's going to be like a really simple prayer. And we just like think it was this elaborate, you know, elaborate prayer. And it just probably (laughs) ain't even that. (laughs) We'll be sitting there ready to take notes. And then we're going to be like, that's it. That was it. That was it. (laughs) That was it. 
that's the day so yeah i'm definitely waiting for summer walkers album to drop i hope it's like over it because i still listen to the album and i can literally yeah, listen to it from start to finish i mean without skipping people are already having their like hopes drowned because of that single that they put out but i'm like let's be honest, if you're going to put out a single to promote a new album, you're going to probably put out a single like that because people like the upbeat poppy type of stuff. Yeah. You know? So like, yeah, I can make a TikTok to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a, yeah that's a good single. Mm, you know, <laughs> me. Right. That little, mm. Yeah. <laughs> I heard it. Something like this. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that, and then like, I mean, the the song is catchy and I think it's definitely relevant to her situation with uh right. London on a track. So I mean she made a song about her experience. Hopefully the rest of it is more on the terms of like get the hell on before I bust your windows, like something. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I feel like she was really going through it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's not like the people didn't try and warn her beforehand. But you know, everybody got to learn from their own experiences. You, you were the one. T- Shantae was the one telling me she's like, no, she, he has already like so many kids. He's not shit. This and that and the other. And I was like, I think they're just working together. Like, remember, I was like, nah, he's just producing all this stuff for her. No, they were definitely a whole like, ass thing. Yeah, I'm really sad. Seeing how it's all like turned out, I'm like, okay. But yeah, I think they did make really good music together. So <laughs> I hope that the next album um is That's along another- the same lines. Like as just as far as like the content and the production of it. Yeah. You know I think what? I've been wondering like what it's gonna sound like because you could tell that it was London on the track that went through on over it. Yeah. And- ready with x x for a reason it's like that's definitely not london on the track right, right. I, was, I was just saying that i was like you know what i just thought about because like now that they're not on good terms she's probably never going to be able to have a be on a song produced by him ever again no, right no, <laughs> like you're gonna no. have to find all new producers yeah. mm-hmm. to see what the sound is gonna be like hit maker is a good one so if she i don't, I don't think she's gonna hear this i don't know if you are listening girlfriend she's probably <laughs> probably already got it figured out and taken care of but hey girl since london is no longer on the track for you go and pick up hit maker okay but you know he working with tank right now so which say that then <laughs> i want her yeah sam i like tink and 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 she's always been like kind of there and mm-hmm. out you know, but she's has yet to reach that threshold of like mainstream yeah. Yeah. i think i think hit maker help her get there I think so too because he's big and he's on every everything. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, now that we have gotten through the work on the street, we're gonna go ahead and move into the hot cup of cocoa. So in this week's hot cup of cocoa, we are talking about hall passes. And not the hall pass they give you at school to go to the bathroom (laughs) during class, but a hall pass for your spouse to be able to step outside of your relationship. Mm -hmm. So what are you all's thoughts on hall passes? 
if he gets a hall pass, I get a hall pass. Mm. I'm tit for tat like that. <laughs> yeah, I definitely say that like, I'm like, I think everything needs to be fair. Like it can't be one-sided. Like you get a hall pass, but I can't have a hall pass. That just, that's not fair. It doesn't necessarily mean that I want, want to use to, my hall right? pass, but like, I'm not going to just let you be out here. And I'm like, I mean, like, and you're like, but you can't do anything ever. Like you don't have the option. It's right. only my option. I'm like, okay, well, like. Then this doesn't need to be a relationship. Yeah. You can take that hall pass out the door, out the house. Right. And go, and do whatever you want with it. Right. Like go be single then because that's mm-hmm. what it's sounding like. Um, I also, I also think that like I'm singles, so I've never really been in a situation where like that would need to be communicated, mm-hmm. but I think with everything, when it comes to stuff like this, or even like bringing other people in just like stuff that people feel uncomfortable having that conversation, mm-hmm. it's all about communication and how you yeah. communicate it. Like to me, I think it would be tricky on like when you're, uh, trying to like bring it up, like, do you bring it up? pre like deep relationship do you bring it up once you're married because I feel like there would be a certain point in time in a relationship that would be weird to be like so I'd like a hall pass yeah and I'd be like "Hmm, that's interesting we've been married for 20 years where's this coming (laughs) from and that's a very good point because it's like so I so like maybe that's just a way to open up the conversation of like okay so why do you feel like you need a hall pass like right what is it that you feel like you're missing out on right that you that you're not able to get in our relationship right and it's like and if it's something that obviously is fixable with it, like, you I want to try something new or like, you know, I just really want to, you know, do this or whatever. Like, okay, well, let's try this together then, you know, if yes. it's something different where it's like a kink or fetish type of situation where you know that you're not going to be able to like fulfill it, then that's something that's completely like, that's a different situation. That's going to be a different conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so my thoughts on the hot pass. <clears throat> It's not something like I've never been in a situation where this has had to be brought up, but I just feel that with today's society, with everything being so focused on, you know, polyamory and, you know, people exploring things sexually, it's something that could come up. And so it's kind of just like, okay, if it does come up, then what? Um, So, and it's kind of like, mentally you just want to prepare yourself for the unknown you know like you don't know that your spouse wants a hall pass you don't know that you want to give a hall pass but maybe you have been together for x amount of years and maybe you are bored and maybe y'all have explored all these things together and it's just like I still love you I still want to be with you but I mean according to men ain't nothing ain't nothing better than new pussy you know what I'm right. saying? So it's kind of just like, what if that's his thought process? You know what I'm saying? And not saying like, I'm okay with my man doing that, but um, I feel like I'd want to know up front. Like I would want it to be something that we talked about. Like maybe like when we were just dating, like we were like, you know, hall passes are a thing up until this point. Like, I don't know that I'd want to be in something thinking like we're monogamous and it's just us. And then one day, like, I, like I said, like he just pops up and it's yeah. like, I want a hall pass. I would be like, now, is this because like, there's somebody that you've got your that eye you on that you kind of yeah. like, um, you got your eye on or you've been talking to them and you know it's a go if I say yes or is it just like like where is I would just be like where is any of this coming coming from it just come out of the blue we had to be having like a conversation where it's like Mm -hmm. about that and so you do feel 
you do feel that if they brought it up to ask for a hall pass, then they up to something. I would feel a little, I would feel more like skeptical. Yeah. <laughs> at Same. first, I would be like, hmm, why? <laughs> I like that. I like what you said too, because I agree. It definitely is a conversation that should be had in the very beginning. Like mm-hmm. ex- expectations, thoughts and feelings, everything should really probably be laid out up front. Yeah. And like, well, if you are somebody who you know is like, yeah, you want to be monogamous, but right. you also know yourself and you know that you might want to dip in somewhere else or whatever, then yes, before we get extremely serious and involved, let's have this conversation. Like yeah. we're like, and then let's evaluate if we want to continue at this point. Yeah. 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 I definitely think like a lot of these things come down to, like you said, conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, because then you do get blindsided when it does come up later. And it's just like, like you said, where's this coming from? Um, and even though it's just one of those things, like you don't necessarily want to think about that when you first start dating someone, but it's kind of just like, okay, what are your views on this? You right. know, what if you went on a trip per se with your, with your friends and you just so happen to slip up? Will you give me a hall pass? You know what I'm saying? In the event. And that don't mean I'm going to use it, but say something happens and it's just like, well, I had a hall pass. No, I don't like that. Is it like a retroactive hall That's pass? what I mean. That just no, seems like this conversation happens before the trip. But then I do feel like if you brought it up, say before a trip, then you pretty much saying like, I'm going with the intent. Yeah, see, yeah. that's for me to where it's like, oh, I'm going on a boys trip this weekend. Don't forget that I have my hall pass. And so now here I am at home, all in my head about this boys trip that you're on and right. this hall pass that you're using. Right. Well, I'm mm-hmm. home. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Sir. I think I'd have to be more open to the like, um just the idea of I think polyamory or like open relationships mm-hmm. or the whole hall pass conversation because I feel like yeah. I'm pretty closed off like in my in my mind I'm like yeah like if we say it at, at the top I'm cool with it but at yeah. some point I'm like all right we're done with all of that like <laughs> that's the thing it's just like okay because I had a polyamorous uh couple or group that were on the show before. And it was just like, what if one of you comes to the conclusion you don't want to live this lifestyle anymore? Right. And it was kind of just like, we'll never stop living this lifestyle. And even if he wanted to, like, we wouldn't. And, but, so it was kind of just like, so are you really not? Because my thing is people evolve. Exactly. And and needs change. Right. You know, so what if it's fun today and then tomorrow it's just like, yeah, no, I'm not into this like this anymore. Like, I just want it to be me and you, you know, so, but that's the, the one thing I think about when I think about all these questions about open relationships, hall passes, things like that. It's just like, okay, if we agree to this now, at what point or will there be a point where we say, okay, we're not doing this no more. Right. I, yeah, I feel like it would be really hard to backpedal on that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think that like, if you were to set it up in the beginning, there has to be some point in time where you can like reassess. Right. And, and, and honestly, probably at this point, you know, down the road, if those are the types of conversations that you guys are having, you probably have a good relationship. 
mm-hmm. where you can approach something like this again and say, hey, we need to reevaluate or rework, Our situation. Yeah, rework what we've been doing because it's no longer serving me the, the same way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So besides kind of like what we kind of hit on a little bit, kind of saying like maybe we've been together for too long or this is something we discussed in the beginning of our relationship, but what do you think are some instances that people would resort to giving hall passes? Sexless marriages. Absolutely. <laughs> Amen. We've been talking about this a lot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was actually a hot topic on the real or the read? The no, read. The real? The, the real. real. The real. It, the real. real. Not the read. The talk show. Shout out to Crystal and Kiki. Here, yeah. <laughs> we love y'all but um they were basically um they found this article that said that like you know people think that it's is it okay to essentially step out if you're in a sexless marriage and I was like that's a very interesting question because to a lot of people sex is very important Mm -hmm. Uh, you're not having sex it's kind of like I feel like people get it exactly like all we have is like (laughs) Most of the time we're angry with each other. We don't even use it for the passion part of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I thought it was interesting because I was like, I think absolutely you should be able to. However, I don't think that means you are allowed to cheat. Mm-hmm. There you go. And I think that the difference there is like it being talked about. Right. Like, yeah. Again, like I don't like, yeah, just because you're you're not having sex in your marriage doesn't mean, oh yeah, like. Can, the bank teller was showing me attention and, and then I'm going to go try and justify it with my wife because we don't have sex. Like, no, like that's a, that's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's a conversation that you're like, Hey, the bank teller today, you know, she really flirted with me and I felt something. I felt receptive to it um, because, you know, you and I haven't been. Yeah. Whatever. It'd be okay. <laughs> like, you know, and I, that, and that right there, I feel like it opens up the door to like, you know, why are we in a sexist marriage at this point? Yeah. But then also there are other reasons besides like we're upset with each other that people could be in sexless marriage. Like maybe someone is terminally ill or, or something like that, you know, but then would you not feel like, okay, so then here's me being like, I'm somebody who I'm always like worried about people's feelings. Here I am. My husband is terminally ill. (laughs) here riding somebody else's dick <laughs> here's the thing I, I think that it would happen naturally like you've seen those lifetime movies where like stuff is going really bad and then they end up cheating on their husband and like oh my gosh it like, feels so bad it feels so bad but it's where they were you know that showed up to them showed up for yeah, them I remember in uh waiting to exhale when uh Angela Bassett had met Wesley Snipes and he was saying like his wife was really sick and you know she wants him to move on and and all of this and that and you know they it don't say that they it don't show that they had sex in the movie but um it do it does show that they had like a connection or a bond with each other um after that and I like I, I wholeheartedly get like you know, my spouse is sick and I'm sitting here like, yeah, I just need some. (laughs) That does sound really, really bad. But (laughs) I also think like, you know, 
one thing I can say is I think that even though, yes, your spouse is terminally ill, you know, whatever, but what if it has been like a year or or two years? Well, you know what I'm saying? And it's also probably like doing anything in your power to like take care of your partner. So like mm-hmm. lives have changed. You're probably exhausted. Mm-hmm. Like so it is one of those things where you're like, I kind of deserve this. <laughs> I'm putting my knees. (laughs) I'm giving my man a hall pass. If I I would, I would give my man a hall pass. Like if I knew I was on my deathbed, because you gotta move on at some point. You know what I'm saying? And I would at least want you to know that I am comfortable with this. I have accepted what this situation is, and I want you to move on and be happy and you know whatever. I know in the in the event of my, you know, passing, you'll do what you need to do to make sure I'm good. But yeah. you're still entitled to to live your life and and be loved and receive love in the way that you can. Yeah. Dude, that re- that re- totally reminds me of this couple or like this celeb. I think he's like a celebrity. I wish I knew his name, but he he was in a situation where like his wife had like Alzheimer's or dementia or something. Mm-hmm. He has she's had it for years and he and he is like actively dating someone else and or like no try the person that he's like dating is living with them so his his girlfriend is living in the same mm-hmm. house with him and his wife mm-hmm. who is you know, hey, she's probably an extra caregiver at that point right you right. know I'm talking like you know I'm saying this what if like, it was the nurse right right (laughs) but it was but it was like one of those similar situations on where it's like you know after so after a certain amount of time with like alzheimer's and dementia they really are not the same person they don't know on and everything like that and i think it's one of those same situations of like you have to live your life and move on at some point and it's like and it's like you're gre- you're you're grieving. grieving. That was another part. I feel like you're grieving the loss of your wife, technically, you know. And even if they're not dead yet, you're they're not. It's not the same. They're not the same person. Yeah. You know? For sure. I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. know about. I think it's really strange to have me living all in the in the house. Would now, you? what I would say is, don't disrespect my house. <laughs> if like, you need to be with this person you can go to them but don't yeah. live in my house wait yeah. till I'm gone then yes. you do what you please don't I agree with you. Yes, sir. I agree with you. my house even if we backpedal on not being terminally ill like everybody's Gucci and we just have a sexless marriage don't like right yeah, don't <laughs> have no hotel be be respectful yeah, yeah. you'll be fast somewhere else I definitely think you you brought up a good top a good thing a a few minutes ago when you said like um what was it it was kind of like you I hate my memory is so bad (laughs) because it was like right there and I was like I'm gonna come back to that but um pretty much just like you give someone a hall pass and then it's kind of like you know, what if you do decide, you know, this is not what I want to do anymore. You right. Know, how did, how does that person then feel like we're in a sexless marriage mm. not because one of us are sick, but we're just not getting along at this point. Do I give you a hall pass 
Do we just separate? Do we go to therapy? Like what things do we do? You know what I'm saying? To say like, I'm going to say, I'm telling you, if I'm, if we're married at this point, we're trying everything before divorce. We're going to run this thing into the ground. My (laughs) question really one of those like what when is divorce okay like I don't understand what this whole thing of like I have to stay in this marriage that like I'm clearly unhappy in. Mm-hmm. like you're not having sex y'all don't really get along y'all not trying to like get to that point of pa- like where you have the passion for each other or want each other and I guess like therapy definitely like I definitely would probably try to go to therapy but I'm also like a person where it's like if it's not working it's not working and I think that we should all just be okay that like divorce is a thing it happens and it doesn't mean anything really except for that like that marriage didn't didn't work work out out. and just like you said earlier everybody changes and evolves and Mm -hmm. so it's like the person that you fell in love with when you first got married like who knows what happens to people in marriages like something terrible outside of your marriage could happen to you that just changes you as a person and now it's like we're not even really clicking like this and I don't see why divorce has to be this like big bad ugly thing where it's like I can't get divorced though or like we got to stay together for the kids whole time the kids know you guys hate each other like I don't um the concept of getting divorced I mean we all grow up with the you you want to grow up you want to find your person you want to be married you want to start your family have this beautiful life And I think it literally comes down to what it looks like aesthetically to other people and why people don't want to get divorced. Okay, stop it. It is. Because because absolutely, I was like, yes. (laughs) Like, I've even even thought about this as far as like for me as to like maybe passing up good relationships or mm -hmm. things like that to a good marriage because maybe in the back of my head it is that whole aesthetic thing of like what are people gonna think if this is who I mm-hmm. choose like what if this doesn't work out the way that I think it is and like then it why, just doesn't work out but also why am I worried about what other people, people are think. thinking and feeling when I'm thinking about me and my relationship it's your relationship what? and it's your marriage like they their opinion about it does not matter mm. yeah but you also have to take into account you know, people also get married with their their parents in mind. You know what yeah. I'm saying? How are my parents gonna perceive me if my yeah. parent if my marriage doesn't work out? Um, but like you, and then in some instances, people get divorced because of what they experience from their own parents as children, and not necessarily because, like you said, oh, we gonna work this thing out until we we gonna run it in the ground but you can't be the only one wanting to work on it. You know what I'm saying? At some point you have to concede because it's just like, I'm out here putting myself out here and you not being responsive to it. You basically saying, fuck off. You just need to be okay with what's Mm -hmm. going on. You know? And so in those instances, I feel like you have to just be okay for your own sanity because you will drive yourself crazy trying to figure out why why your marriage didn't work when the person you're in that relationship with is not meeting you halfway oh yeah that's a really great point I know I remember in my head thinking about it because I just like I even think about in my like in my last relationship he was very like afraid or scared of like commitment and stuff just because you know similar 
parents got divorced young um, amongst his like aunts and uncles and things, you know, he just saw a lot of marriages not working out. So like him growing up, he already had that kind of like, you know, in the back of his mind or like, you know, that definitely created a jaded type of mindset when it comes to that kind of thing. And then here we are five, six years down the road and are, you know, off again, on again relationship. And he presents the idea of like potentially doing something like open. And it was for me, it was like, well, no, like I didn't even really want to, I didn't want to I didn't want it because like, you know, like you were saying, it's like, I'm think I'm a monogamous person, you know, Mm -hmm. that's that's my mindset at the time. I didn't even think about, you know, his experiences, you know, where he was coming from and like his, his, why I didn't think about any of that. I didn't want to have that conversation. I didn't want to hear that you know, and it really just like now, now it's, you know, it's been like two or three years now and I'm in a different place. I'm not in the relationship anymore. I'm outside of it. I can see things differently now Mm -hmm. and understand that like, this is probably where like, you know, people evolving and changing. That's probably the direction that he was headed anyways. Yeah. One of those things and where it's like, either I was going to be receptive and take that journey with him. Mm -hmm. And if not, you know, because my journey was taking me elsewhere, then that was just going to have to kind of like be where it is. And like, that's where we are today. You know, he's still, he's still doing his own journey, figuring out what he wants to do and whatnot. And I am as well. And, you know, we're not together still because here we are still on two different journeys and paths because evolving and changing. Yeah. I didn't want to think, I didn't want to see it because I was in it. I was so. (laughs) You're in it. Like someone told me, um, because I have been married before and I have been divorced. So a lot of my thought process on getting divorced is formed based off of my experience. But um, when you think, when you, when you date people, um, you, when you in it, you can't like, someone could probably tell, be giving you their reason for being like, I don't want to be together anymore. But because you just want to be in it, you can't hear the answer. Like you hear it, but you're not comprehending it. Right, yeah, literally. Yeah, and so um, with that being said, it's just like you end up putting yourself in a situation where you're you're almost begging someone to be like, be with me, be with me, make yes. us work, make us work. And that person is like, I can't see it. <laughs> I, I- force myself to be in yes that is so like oh my gosh like you just really hit it on the (laughs) head I was recently in a situation and with a guy and I just really wanted it to work and I knew from the jump I was like I don't know that this is gonna work out but I wanted it to Mm -hmm. and I would ask him often, like, I was trying to be very open with him. Like, like, what are we doing here? Like, where, where's the angle here? And it was always something just super elusive. And to me, it sounded like he wanted to be in an open relationship. I knew he didn't really want to be in anything monogamous, but like he and I, he was like, I do want to rock with you though. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Like, what is that? Yeah. What does that mean? And and like, let's, okay. So if it's open, what does that mean or look like for us? Mm And I just sat down one day and I was like, honestly, like, this isn't what I want to do. Like, I, like she said, it's just kind of like, I think that a lot of people 
will kind of, it, it feels to me a bit like manipulation, but because you're the person on what feels like the victim side of it, it doesn't yeah. seem like that, but Literally. you're trying to have a sense of control of something that you have no control over. Mm-hmm. But it's like with the hall pass situation, it's like if they, at some point you said, okay, yeah, we've got a hall pass. And then five years down the line, you're like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. And they're like, but I still want my hall pass. You have to then make a decision for yourself, whether you're going to stay in that and keep the hall pass. And you have to be okay with that. Like that, those that you guys set at the beginning of your relationship. And yeah, you tried to change it, but if you're going to stay, that's what it is. Yeah, you you have to accept it. Exactly. And that like, once I like realized that with my situation, I was like, man, I feel like a, this large amount of clarity and in everything else that I go into, I feel like I'm going with a little bit more intentionality and I'm like upfront, like, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm coming. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're not coming with any intention or anything, letting me know up front, I don't really want to like, we don't need to waste any time there. Yeah. We can be friends and it can just be that, but I need there to be some intent behind your movements. But um, yeah, I just think it's interesting because to me, it feels a bit like manipulation, like, but on a, accidentally. Yeah. Like we're not not meaning to manipulate people, but like you're trying to mold yourself into something that you're not so that you can have what you want. Yep. But at the end of the day, they've said, I'm not trying to do this with you. And you're still like, but maybe like, but you can do it with me. Like, I'm okay with this. We can do this. We can make this work. I'm a fixture here and they're used to me now. We have a routine. So maybe they'll just like stick with it. And it's like, nah, like it's been what it's going to be. Yeah. And I think, I think as you get older, of course, if your, your goal is to be married, you have to date with that intention. So if you meet someone in the beginning and they're saying, I want hall passes, I want open relationship I want this you have to ask yourself at that point is this what I'm willing to sacrifice just to be in a relationship and if you ask yourself those questions from the beginning you can save yourself the heartache because it was just like you you didn't want that type of lifestyle right I I just tweeted this the other day where I was like I really used to sit down and tell myself or think about the ways that I needed to like change or compromise in what I wanted mm-hmm. because, because of what my partner at the time like wanted, mm-hmm. like what they felt like their partner should be kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I was really over here essentially trying to change who I was yeah. for this man who wanted to be in an open relationship anyway. From the jump. <laughs> right. <laughs> like what? Yes. <laughs> I've also found myself like changing what I wanted based on they want the types of men that I've had in my life and you know telling myself like I'm okay if we had an open relationship or you know whatever like that and so when I met my current boyfriend and you know I was explaining my my thoughts to him and he was like so if I did x y and z you would be okay with that. Or if, you know, like just throwing out these scenarios and it just made me realize like, you know, I've been trying to change what I want to accommodate someone else when they're not accommodating of what I want. 
And so it just made me realize like, no, I don't want to be polyamorous. No, I don't want to be in an open relationship. I want to be monogamous and I want it to just be me and this person, you know, um, because there, I, I'm not even going to lie there. Um, when it comes to those type of relationships, you have to be very, you have to be very secure, you know, and, and comfortable. And I'm like, when he start asking me these questions, I'm like, you know what? I got some insecurities that they can't handle that type of lifestyle. So, you know what? That's not what I want. <laughs> right. That is so factual. Cause that was what it was for us too. I was like, you know what? We've, we've known each other for too long and been through too much stuff to mm-hmm. just go monogamous to all of a sudden being not monogamous and not have feelings and insecurities hurt and bothered. Right. This is, this is ultimately going to be very detrimental for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so I think with hall passes, people definitely need to um, consider what type of lifestyle they're opening themselves up to. Because you can say, yeah, we have a, a hall pass and it's just for if we go on vacation or, or, or things like that. But what if it's now starting to spill into your everyday life? Like now this person is at home and whenever he gets the itch or meets somebody new, he wants his hall pass to extend to that or, you know, vice versa. And so it's just like, you need to be, to understand what you're opening yourself up to because Pete, you give a person an inch and they will take a mile. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And so. And again, I go back to, this is just like another personal kind of like preference and when we're talking about hall passes. Um, I felt like, like you were saying, you need to be very intentional with it and all that kind of stuff. It's like, also don't go above and beyond for someone that's not me but like not give me that same kind of like energy yeah. like yeah like don't do anything for them that you wouldn't do for me please because right then my worth <laughs> where's my how am I gonna feel about myself right. <laughs> yes <laughs> when it comes down to like that kind of stuff having terms and like agreement agreement on like what this looks like yeah it uh, makes it work because and that's the like other you thing they will if you're going in and asking for a hall pass, have have something written out or just like your ideas behind like, okay, so what do you mean by hall pass? And, and what, what situations? do you, like, yeah, like yeah. have the conversation, but you're like, oh, I, I just- thought, I was just throwing it out I there. just thought you would either say yes or no and we would be yeah. going go from there. Yeah, but I definitely think that, you know, when you feel like your cutoff time has come, that like maybe you need to give it an expiration date if you do decide to do a hall pass like do a contract like on this day we have agreed to enter into a situation where we're allowed hall passes we'll try this out for x amount of time and at that time we will reconvene and rediscuss the terms of this situation um and if you find that that person is like well shit I I like the arrangement or the agreement we had and you kind of just like yeah I wasn't really feeling it then that's when you you probably should figure it out or come to the realization like maybe this person is not the person for you for you yeah excuse me absolutely because I definitely think like in these types of situations there needs to be some type of like I think you have to put a cutoff time on it from the get-go versus like just popping up like yeah I'm not feeling this anymore you know, yeah. like give it a trial period and see how you feel about it. I I definitely agree with that. That is that's a good and point. I feel like it's a fair like 
uh, it's just like fair all because, the way around. Because then if you think about it, like if you don't put an expiration date on it, then you're just put, you're potentially extending this relationship that's going nowhere. Right. And wait, wasting more time. Yeah. Just to have, you know, four years down the road, ooh, this isn't going to work for me rather than the initial six month trial or something like that to where you reevaluate. <laughs> like, okay, this isn't going to work. Yeah. So I definitely think that um, I I, I feel that hall passes are viable options, but you need to understand what comes along with that, what you're opening yourself up to, um, and really think about why it is you're in the, the situation where you feel like you want a hall pass or you're considering giving your person a hall pass because it's more to it than we just agreed to do it because there is a mental state involved in it you know absolutely and like do you want to know right what all the instances Um, Um, I don't know about that yeah (laughs) I don't don't think I want to know like if like of course no one wants their spouse to keep secrets from them no one wants their spouse to cheat on them but let's be honest ignorance is bliss Right. Yeah, because I know vice, if the shoe was on the other foot, like if I, I don't want to hear about what you're doing just as much as you probably don't want to hear about what I'm doing, mm-hmm. you know, because f- feelings again, like you said, just got to be hurt at the end of the day, all you're going to do is just sit and simmer and think about it yeah. out of the friend circle. <laughs> yeah. Might not be anybody that we know that we both know. Like I don't want them sitting in my house and they just, oh hey. God. Kiki <laughs> in my face and then sleeping with my man like you want to get me down because <laughs> <All right. Yeah. laughs> it's, it's not even like I'm I want to fight you because you sleeping with my man I want to fight you because you posed yourself as my friend like, and you're in my yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you real snake like okay right yeah. I see the grass was kind of high, but you know, I found the snakes. It's you. Yeah. It's you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I so do y'all have any final words y'all would like to say about the hall passes? Um I just want to say maybe communication is key. Have 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 a plan. Mm-hmm. If if that is something that you are seriously considering, have a plan. Be prepared to have an adult and serious conversation and then also be prepared to deal with the answer, you yeah. know, even just understand that, you know, you're going to both have to be very mature and adult if this is something that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would just to piggyback on that, like, say, keep an open mind um, with that conversation. I feel like I just feel like we need to get over that whole like it's an uncomfortable conversation and, you know, maybe some people's feelings are hurt, but I just think that it's like, maybe if you just preface it with like, there's no, like, I don't have plans to do this. I just really want to know your thoughts about it. And like, if we were to enter into this kind of agreement, which how you would feel and how we would go about it. Um, We actually were kind of having this conversation recently and all the men were like, absolutely not because they wouldn't want their wives out there, but they would love to be out there. And like, and And it was so funny because it was like, when it was on their foot, they were like, absolutely. But as soon as you switch it, they were like, no, no, absolutely. And and they were like, and I'll take away the choice for myself as well. So Mm -hmm. like, keeping it fair you know they were like if she's not getting a hall pass and I won't take my hall pass either and I was like that but I think it's like if it's actually truly something that like you want to do 
why not? Like this yep. is supposed to be your person and you should be able to confide in them. So yep. I just think an open mind and talking with each other. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, having an open mind, because I feel like that's what probably brings about these feelings of one step, wanting to step out in relationships because they don't feel like their person is open to yeah, even or, have the conversation. They're like, oh, it would be a wrap as soon as I bring this up. Yeah. And that's not like, it's not always necessarily true. And I think that assumptions are deadly. Yeah. I was going to say, and it really like not being open or just even like willing to have those conversations, you're really preventing yourself from any type of like growth Yeah, or like, just, with your partner yeah, well. yeah yeah and if you're somebody who like you say like we do change and evolve over time that's a huge component of being able to grow and change with your partner yeah for sure definitely yeah I'm, like mind you I'm single I've not been in a relationship for I'll a while all this away I've her. had to say like we sound like we're giving nuggets and everything and I'm just really trying to apply this now to myself to my real let me make sure I write this down but you know, the thing is like you guys have experienced things and you understand like where you were at that time and where you are now, because I ain't no professional. I can only go off of what my experience is. You know, I've had, um, I had this uh, relationship coach on and she was kind of like, she knew somebody else that was a relationship coach or a marriage counselor and, but she had never been married. And she was like, well, how are you giving advice? She said, it's practical and people people take my advice. And she says, but then do you know how to apply this advice? You know, and so when I'm giving advice, I'm giving advice from my experience. Mm -hmm. I'm not giving advice based on what's logical because when it comes to relationships, it ain't logical. No, there's no like what you do or how you handle a situation is going to be completely different from how I handle a situation and so I can only tell you from my experience and you take from that what you want right Mm -hmm. really love it yeah (laughs) so I appreciate y'all for coming on the show I really enjoyed this conversation with you guys I definitely like to have you guys back again so oh, and vice versa we have to get you on the on our podcast <laughs> yeah just let me know I'm I'm open so <laughs> but yeah I definitely love to come on you all show as well would you guys like to let everyone where to know to follow you at on social media and where they can listen to you guys at so you can listen to us on any streaming service or anywhere you listen to your podcast you can follow us on IG at the way Jazz and Tay on Twitter at the way JT. And we also have a website, the way JT pod.com. So check out, check us out, give us a follow, show us love. We, we drop a new episode every Thursday morning, every Thursday. All right. Well, thank you guys. So y'all definitely listen to their podcast. If you can, I've definitely um, listen to some of their podcasts as well. And that was why I wanted them to come on. I think they have very good perspectives um, and you guys might enjoy their podcast as well. So tune in every Thursday for them. Uh, this episode and all episodes 
depending on if I remember to hit the publish button, it will <laughs> air <laughs> at midnight on Wednesday. So that's what happened to me last week. I thought I hit publish and then I'm like, dang, I was like, oh, I wonder how many people listen to the episode so far. And I looked at my phone and it was like draft. I was like, I know I hit schedule. I know I hit schedule. <laughs> I'm like, I missed the whole morning listening crew because I didn't listen. <laughs> so, so yeah, I would definitely like, yes, it will be available this Wednesday at midnight. Um, so that's like Tuesday going into Wednesday. <laughs> um, so when you get up Wednesday for work, episode available. <laughs> but um, thank you guys for tuning in. Y'all can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok at Kikin with Coco. And the website is Kikin with Coco Podcast.com. And you guys can always hit me up on social media with any questions that you have. And, you know, as always, I appreciate you guys. So until next time, bye.